Thanks for listening to the GCC Sermon Podcast. We'd love to meet you for worship on Sundays at 9 and 10.30 a.m. Visit georgetownchristian.org for more info. Happy New Year! Oh, my name is Matthew Townsend. I'm the student minister here at Georgetown. And uh, it's always my privilege to be able to uh, speak with you at the beginning of the year, right? And and it's no surprise. You're like, oh, this happens every year. The student minister gets that that luck of the draw of the the New Year's time. Um, And has has anyone saw the date today, right? It's 123123, right? 12312. I got excited, so um, <clears throat> so uh, today we get to talk about kind of as we reflect on 2023 and move into 2024, and as always, we kind of talk about goals and, and kind of talk about our year, right? And so as we reflect, does anyone say, this has been my best year yet? Okay, I got one, best year yet, right? <laughs> and it's this, this word yet that we're going to be kind of talking about today um, as, we, as we move into this year, as we talk about things for this year. We're going to be talking about this word yet. Um, and, uh, you know, as, as we talk about New Year's, right? And, and some of you have plans tonight. You're like, yes, it's New Year's Eve. Um, as you all know, uh, we at the Townsend family, we... Uh, Kind of get to, we have three boys, but they, we stay up real late. We see what happens when we give them Mountain Dew. And, uh, you know, <laughs> come midnight, we'll, we'll play, uh, we'll watch the ball drop, and we'll play board games and card games and all kinds of real just fun stuff uh, as we go along. But, <clears throat> but that's our kind of our goal for today. I hope that you guys have something planned for today, or maybe it's be in bed by nine. Um, but either way, um, Tomorrow is, is New Year's Day, and one of the traditions we have is that we sit around at the dinner table and uh, around lunchtime, and we'll look at last year's goals, we'll find them, and then we'll write New Year's goals for, uh, for this year, and, and a lot of times we, we will even tape them to our wall in our kitchen, and we'll reflect on them throughout the year, and uh, normally I would share those with you at this, at this uh, service, and, uh, but it's New Year's Eve, and I haven't written them yet, um, but I will tomorrow, um, and I, I pray that you guys do the same, you know, as we reflect on the 365 days, because uh, a year is a long time, kind of, if you think about it, sometimes some of us are in here like, no, a year is short. Um, and, and sometimes you're like, they're going by so quickly. I, three, it may sound like 365 days, but it goes by so fast. And as we look at our goals from last year, we're kind of like, I had all this time. Why didn't I get this finished? Why didn't I accomplish this over this year? And now as we look forward, we're like, well, what do I do? Do I just simply take that goal and transfer it over to this year? Do I just kind of move that on over? Um, <clears throat> we, I was laughing with my wife as we went to see my mom this week. 
as we were driving, I asked her, I said, well, hey, do you have any new goals, anything you're looking forward to this year, anything you want to get accomplished? And she said, well, can't you just copy and paste the ones from last year to this year? And uh, I, I laughed, um, but for some of us, that's the case, right? Anyone write the same goals that they had last year? You just simply write them for this year, right? Or maybe you write new ones, but for some of us, we write down, we copy and paste the same ones. And, and a lot of times it's even with the words, well, I haven't done that yet, but I want to. I, I, I want to get to that. I just haven't done it yet. And we're stuck with this word yet and for this goal that we have. We want it to be accomplished, but we just we haven't done it. And we have to ask ourselves then, you know, what is the reasoning behind it not being done. And so I'm going to call this these types of goals that are not finished. I'm going to call them yet goals. Okay, so yet goals are things that we just, we haven't got around to them yet. We haven't accomplished them yet, but we want to. And so uh, I'll share one that I'm going to write for this upcoming year. And it's the same kind of goal I had last year, so it's transferring over to this year. And, and it was that I wanted to lose 40 pounds by the time that I turned 40. That was my goal last year, 40 by 40. And I kept saying it over and over again. And that was like my, my goal. I want to lose 40 by 40. That was what I kept going to. And so I <clears throat> joined a gym. I started a workout routine. I, I started eating better. And I started doing all these things. And I became healthier and there were certain routines that I put into place that I started to enjoy. They weren't a struggle to say, oh, I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to go to the gym. It became a different situation. <clears throat> so I, but come by the time I turned 40, I didn't meet that goal. It wasn't accomplished by the time that I was 40. It's still not accomplished. And maybe it won't even be accomplished next year. I don't know. But <clears throat> I know that I did not make my goal. But I did get to where God wanted me to be, which was healthier. So maybe that's more important than whether I met the exact goal. And maybe your resolution upcoming is a health goal. Maybe you have some health goals coming up. Maybe you're like, well, I want to lower my blood pressure, or I want to lower my blood sugar, or I want to uh, lower my cholesterol. These are all of mine. And so <clears throat> maybe your goal is also like, you know, behavioral, right? You want to um, be more fun um, and less work. And maybe you want to uh, uh, be less angry um, during this year. Maybe you want to have, you know, want to give God more control. Um, <clears throat> maybe you have a goal in mind to read more books. You're like, yeah, hey, I want to, I've got these books on my shelf. I should probably read them. You know, maybe you want to read more books and make a, make a book goal, or maybe you want to look at your phone less, right? Like, we all received that text message this morning that told us our screen time, and there's a feeling that happened about how you felt about the screen time message that you received, right? Um, or maybe it's you want to serve more, right? Like, serve the community more. Luckily, we've got, like, great opportunities coming up at Georgetown uh, all through January, we're going to be collecting for Exit Zero, um, which is a, a homeless organization um, that collects 
stuff for homeless. And so we're going to be collecting items for them. And then at the end of the month, we're going to be putting together bags that they're going to be able to hand out to them as they're living on the streets. Uh, so they're going to be excellent opportunities if that's one of your goals, to serve the community more and be the hands of feet of Jesus. And so whatever the goal, whatever the life change that you have written down that you're getting ready for, as you look over all of the things that are well, from last year, unaccomplished, right? Um, we have to ask ourselves, what do we do with the ones that we are not done with? What do we do with the ones that are our yet goals? They're not finished yet. What do we do with those? Do we just simply copy and paste them? Do we simply say, I'm going to write the same ones? Or, or do we say, I accomplished it enough. <laughs> Let's move on to whatever that next step is, right? And I think what we really have to ask ourselves of these yet goals is why? Why didn't we accomplish it? Why didn't we get through the goal? Why didn't we finish it throughout this year? And honestly, it's not until we decide to address that yet will we accomplish any of our goals. Until we address the whole why, right? Why are we continually writing the same goals? Until we address the yet, will we ever really accomplish them? Why do we continue to add them? And so I think, I think that we keep writing yet goals and keep writing goals that we may or may not accomplish. We keep writing these yet goals is because we ourselves aren't finished. We're not finished. So in, until with each step of our goal, we allow ourselves to become more like Jesus and less about ourselves. Will we ever really change? Until we see him as the why behind each of our goals, will we ever really be able to say we've accomplished anything? Uh, honestly, if my yet goals and my unfinishedness leads me to be closer to Jesus, then I don't know about you, but I would gladly write the same goal each year if it's leading me towards the pathway towards Jesus. Then I'll write the same goal, right? And so let's look at Scripture today. We're going to be in Mark 8, 22 and through 38. So if you have your Bibles with you, turn over to Mark. It's the second gospel. So if you split your Bible in half, right, and you split it again in half, you should be somewhere around Matthew. And so we're looking at Mark Mark 8. And so just to give you a little bit of a context of where we are, Jesus has just fed 4,000 people, and there's bread left over, and the disciples have gone through and collected some of the bread that's been left over. And then as, as he's challenged by the Pharisees, and, and then they get in a boat, and they're traveling along, and the disciples are arguing about bread. And finally, they, they still just, it shows that they don't get it yet. They haven't figured it out yet, that he's the Messiah, that, that he's more than just someone um, who is a teacher. He's more than that. And so as we get to the, this healing, right, they get to Bethsaida. And so we're at 8.22. It says, they came to Bethsaida. And some people brought a blind man and begged Jesus to touch him. He took the blind man by the hand and led him outside the village. 
When he had spit on the man's eyes and put his hands on him, Jesus asked, do you see anything? He looked up and said, I see people. They look like trees walking around. Once more, Jesus put his hands on the man's eyes. Then his eyes were opened. His sight was restored, and he saw everything clearly. And so when I look at this scene, when I look at what Jesus does here, he takes this man who cannot see, and a blind man, and he takes him, and he knows that he needs a healing. He knows that he needs something. And so he takes him away from the crowds, and he, he spits on his eyes, and he heals him. And some of you are like, but wait a minute. It says here that, that he still couldn't see. He could see. He could see trees, people that looked like trees walking around. And so there was a healing that happened. He could see, but he couldn't see clearly. He, he didn't quite get it yet. And so Jesus provided this first this healing the first time, but he wasn't finished with the healing. He could see, but he couldn't see clearly. And so, now, could Jesus have healed him all the way? Absolutely. Not a question. It happened just a few uh, paragraphs before that. But he does this for a reason, for us to see something here. And so, where do we need two types of healing? Where has there been a healing, and yet we're not finished yet? Where has there been something that, that has been accomplished in our lives? God has done something, but yet there's more. There's something that can still be done. <clears throat> Where has there been one healing, and yet we're still not finished, and we need more healing from Jesus. And so if you're taking notes about, you know, ways in which you can write good goals for this year, maybe some good yet goals that you're writing for this upcoming year, meaning taking your goals from last year, maybe even modifying them today. And so my first point for today is that it says, yet again, where are we not finished? Where are we not finished? So where are there areas in your life where you are not finished, where there's still work to be done. Um, the youth this year, we studied the Torah, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, and Numbers, and Deuteronomy. It was fun. <laughs> we learned a whole lot. And uh, I think we could say that we just scratched the surface. I, f I feel like we could even go back and start again and see even more. And then the next year, go back and see even more because there's just so much to see. We accomplished that one goal of getting through the Torah. But man, I could say we could do it yet again and still get more and receive more. And, and in some ways, we're still not finished looking at God's word for us. And so maybe some of you are even making faith goals. You're saying, okay, well, I've read through the Bible. Awesome. Read through it again. You can. It's great. Or maybe you can read it with a little bit more purpose. I, I heard about this one the other day. Um, it, was on, it was on one of my feeds, but it, it was a, um, there are 31 days in January. So there are 31 chapters in Proverbs. Start your year off with wisdom. And each day, read a proverb. Read 
one, Proverbs 1 on day 1. And go through all of Proverbs and gather some wisdom as you move into it. Um, maybe you have some Bible knowledge goals that you want to dive into. You want to be like, well, I want to read this commentary or I want to read this book that dives deeper into Scripture Go for it. And, and so those types of goals where you are saying, well, I'm not finished with knowing all there is to know about Jesus and what it is that he has for me. There's a lot of those types of goals that we can have that we feel as though we are just not finished yet. Let's keep going on with Mark. So if you would, we're going to skip over to 8.31. And so... Right after this moment of this healing, where there's two healings, Peter confesses that Jesus is the Christ. He confesses that, that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of the living God. And he begins to uh, see clearly who he is in front of him. And so at 31, we'll pick up at 831, it says, He then began to teach them that the Son of Man must suffer many things, and be rejected by the elders, chief priests, and teachers of the law. And that he must be killed, and after three days rise again. He spoke plainly about this, and Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. But when Jesus turned and looked at his disciples, he rebuked Peter. Get behind me, Satan, he said. You do not have in mind the things of God, but the things of man. Or you do not have in mind the concerns of God, but, or yet, merely human concerns. How often in our goal making do we make them about ourselves and, and ignore the concerns of God or ignore what God has for us? When are we more concerned about ourselves than we are about the work that God wants to get done in your life and in the lives of others? So the second point today is, is it about God yet? When you're writing your goals, is it about God yet? And when you're writing, when you're thinking, are the things that you're doing about God? Where are you so concerned about what it is you want to do that you forget that God has plans for you? Are the plans that we have, are they God's plans that he has laid out for us? As a society, we can be so selfish sometimes. Uh, when we read over our goals, is there something that, that we want or is it something that God can use? If it's a health-wise goal, right, how can we better our body and our temple for the Lord in order to glorify him, in order to be a testimony to others for what he's done? And so when we think about our goals, when we think about what it is that we want for this year, we have to ask, is it about God? Is it about God? And we move on. It says, Then he called the crowd to him, along with his disciples, and said, If anyone would come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for me and for the gospel will save it. What good is it for a man to gain the whole world, yet forfeit his soul? Or what can a man give in exchange for his soul? Man, those are tough words, right? What good is it for a man to gain the whole world yet forfeit his soul? What can he give in exchange for his soul? Well, 
we have to ask ourselves when we're writing our goals, just simply say, give up, right? As we look at this passage, denying ourselves, how are we giving up? And so for this third point, give up yet. You know, how are we giving up more of ourselves in order to glorify God? How are we working towards losing? How are we working towards losing our life in order to save it? How are we working towards denying ourselves the privileges of the world? Is the goal less of me and more of God? Or is it about me bettering me, me saving myself through improvement, checking off all the boxes? Or is it about God and what he has in mind for me? What are we truly trying to gain with our goal? What are you giving up in order to meet it? How are we giving up during 2024 in order to meet the goals that God has for us? Because we are not finished yet. We need work. There are so many areas that, that we need more healing from Jesus in order to see clearly. We're too wrapped up in ourselves and our wants and our needs that we, we can't see the picture that Jesus is creating for us. We're searching and trying to collect the whole world, forfeiting our soul in order to check off a box. We're not willing to give up our control and let Jesus do the work and the changing in us. We're not willing to say, just as Jesus said in the Garden of Gethsemane, Abba, Father, everything is possible for you. Take this cup from me, yet not what I will, but what you will. Yet not what I will, but what you will. Because it's all about him. We're not, sometimes we're not willing to even say that we're not a finished product. Right? For some of us, it's hard to say, oh, I'm not finished yet. That's hard to say sometimes. But we have to continually think that we are still in need of repair, in need of continual revision. We need to learn how to be followers of Christ who are willing and ready to say that 2024, that, that we'll deny ourselves and take up our cross daily. I mean, this is how we're going to address the yet in our unaccomplished goals, right? We write our goals with yets in mind. I mean, shouldn't all of our goals in some way be yet goals? We should never have a moment when we're just simply, oh, I've checked that box off. I can move on to the next thing, right? Um, I mean, I know sometimes we do that with our to-do list, right? Anyone write something on a to-do list that you're ready to check off, right? Yes? No, I'm the only one. Okay. Um, but yes, we write something there so we can cross it off, right? Sometimes I'll uh, write it after I've done it so that I can feel good about crossing it off. But we need to be in a constant state of yet. Even when we have accomplished something, are we asking the question, hey, what's next? What comes after that goal? When we've met it, what is the next part of it? How do I further my faith beyond this goal? How can I get closer to Jesus with this goal? Are we writing goals that are going to push us further into our faith? Are we, are we writing goals that are going to put us down a pathway of discipleship? So there's this passage in Romans that Paul talks about how we are simply not finished yet, that our bodies are not finished, not ready yet. And so this is Romans 8, 18. It says, I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. The creation waits in eager expectation for the sons of God to be revealed. For the creation was subjected to frustration. 
Anyone frustrated about not meeting their goals, right? But not by its own choice, but by the will of the one who subjected it in hope that the creation itself will be liberated from its, whole, from its bondage to decay and brought into the glorious freedom of the children of God. We know that the whole creation has been groaning as in the pains of childbirth right up to the present time. Not only so, but we ourselves who have the first fruits of the Spirit groan inwardly as we wait eagerly for our adoption as sons, the redemption of our bodies. For in this hope we are saved, but hope that is seen is no hope at all. Who hopes for what he already has? But if we hope for what we do not yet have, we wait for it patiently. I love that last line. But if we wait, but, sorry, if we hope for what we do not yet have, we wait for it patiently. Our hope is in the full redemption of our bodies, fully healed. If, if we hope in things that are seen, what good is that? Who hopes for what they already have? Do you have goals that you know you will accomplish so you can check off the boxes? How are you waiting to be finished? You know, some of us might be frustrated. We might be looking and reflecting off of last year's goals and say, I really wanted to get that done this last year. But we can kind of take heed here with what Paul is saying, and we can wait patiently. Because God might already be working in you and doing something different than what you might have had planned. So our frustrations might just simply say, hey, look, let's wait patiently for what God is going to do. And we need to kind of step back from our goals this year and write out ways that we can further our faith. Because being closer, because closer to Jesus by continuing our goals. We need to create yet goals that lead us down a pathway of becoming more like Jesus and less like the world. Creating yet goals that show that we are not finished yet. Creating yet goals that show God is in them. Creating yet goals that show that we give up control. You know, there's, there's lots of ways to use yet. You know, conjunctions or superlatives and, you know, Connecting corning conjunctions, sorry. But one, one way that I, I love is when it's used in despite of or in, in spite of despite, and when it's used in that way, because then you can start it with a sentence. And there's this passage in Isaiah that addresses how Israel, when it, you know, Isaiah predicts that Israel will all fall away, that everyone will fall away, and at the very end, after he has predicted that all will fall away, he says, Yet the Lord longs to be gracious to you. He rises to show you compassion. For the Lord is a God of justice. Blessed are all who wait for him. Despite all of the ways that we are not finished yet, all the ways that we fail along the way towards our goal, yet the Lord longs to be gracious to us. In spite of our sin, our selfishness, and making it all about us instead of God and his plans for us, yet the Lord longs to be gracious to us. Despite the times that we have tried to gain the whole world and that we've tried to take control, yet 
the Lord longs to be gracious to us. Yet the Lord longs to be gracious to us. Let's pray. Lord, despite all of it, despite our sin, despite our problems, our want of control, despite all of it, we know that you long to be gracious to us. And Lord, we are so thankful for that. We don't deserve it in any way. We are broken individuals in need of you, our Savior, in need of Jesus' sacrifice on the cross. We need that. Lord, as we reflect on 2024 and we say, hey, there are things that I, there are things I just need to get off my chest. If that's you, come join us at the front. We'd love to, to talk about all the ways we can make 2024 better. We can, we can find ways to say that it is not about us, but it is about him. Not my will, but your will be done. As we move into 2024, if that's you and you want to chat about it, there are people in the front ready to talk about that. I'd love to talk to you about that. And Lord, we know that you have amazing plans for us. And we walk in your ways and we listen to what you have for us this next year. In your name, amen.